How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for L.A. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter, score! some swagger. Push come to shove, we're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud mini podcast for the post-game of the first game, game one, of the Kings-Ducks series in round two. This game ended up being a lot more subdued than I was prepared for. The Kings came out really strong, and then the Ducks took over like halfway through the period, and then the Ducks still had a lot of momentum in the second, but not even great momentum because both teams were weirdly kind of not great. I don't know, was that just me, or did it seem like that to you as well, Diane? It felt like a very much like a kind of feeling out period for the both of them. Obviously, the regular season is over, and we know how that record lay, but it was kind of just like both teams have gone through um, a first round series, and so they were kind of just testing boundaries a little bit, and that led for some weird plays, a little bit of sloppy hockey. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. The Ducks, for huge chunks of it, looked like the better team, but not not necessarily because they were playing super well. It's just that the Kings were playing somewhat worse. It was kind of baffling, um, especially after the end of last series. I mean, they only had two days off after going seven games, but. Still, I was a, I was a little surprised to see exactly how that game turned out. But it turned out in the Kings' favor because, you know, let's not downplay the fact that they won in overtime 3-2. Marion Gabrick, hero. Andre Kopitar, still also a hero. And, of course, the Kings win in the most dramatic fashion. Gabrick having his first goal and tying it seven seconds until at the end of the third period and then going into overtime. Like, really, Kings? You can't do things the easy way? Yeah. Just wait until the very, very last second. In a way, actually, because it took... Like, by the end of the game, by the end of overtime, the Kings had edged out the Anaheim Ducks in possession numbers, even though the Ducks had control of that game for a lot of it. Despite that, of course, like, it feels like the Kings almost ducked the Ducks, <laughs> where it was like they were kind of outworked for a lot of the game, but then, of course, tie it really late, which is... Kind of what happened to, like, the Dallas Stars in that game six where they ended up losing to the Ducks. The Ducks tie it super late, and suddenly they take the series in overtime. I mean, it took the Kings longer to get it done in overtime, but they did, and that's really what matters. And uh, extending that overtime, uh, thanks in part to Alex Alec Martinez. I don't want to pull a, a Ronick there and call him Alex. Uh, Alec Martinez with a great—pulling a Trevor Lewis, actually— and uh, being a second goalie for, for the Kings. I liked Drew Doughty's quote after the game where he basically said, you know, we've all played goalie at some point in our lives, and clearly uh, Martinez had not forgotten. He was on point. He made a super important save to keep the Kings in it so that they could eventually score, or so that Gabrick could eventually score that overtime winner. And also, I think on that game tying goal, props to Mike Richards, who had a shot that didn't end up going in, but then managed to get back to the puck and um, center it so that Gabrick was right there and was able to punch it in. Good work from him, because he also had that great scoring chance that didn't come together. <laughs> and so I feel like if Mike Richards, if he's never going to actually be able to score a goal himself, at least he's still capable of setting up really important goals. Both him and Jonathan Quick had sort of weird, terrible moments that they then made up for later. Jonathan Quick being 
whatever it was he was doing for that first duck skull, like, I still am unsure as to where he was positioned or why he, yeah, like, I, what, what his positioning was or what he was doing. But, and then after that, making a, a great save on, on one of the ducks. And so, you know, making it up for it immediate af- immediately after, but still uh, not great. Not a great way to start. Yeah, at least John Hickwick had that mistake in the um, first period of the game rather than overtime. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> supremely the nice. The uh, but yeah, that was a really weird play. Like, I understand you have to pay attention to Ryan Gaslav and respect him as a player because he's very dangerous. But he, like, damn near chased Ryan Gaslav around the net. And th- you probably don't want to come that far out because then, of course, it leaves the net wide open. Gaslav gets a pass off and then Bolesky puts it away. Now you're tied. It was so bizarre. But, I mean, I'm glad it happened early in the game and the Kings were able to eventually come back, even though it took them almost to the end of regulation, rather than overtime and, you know, the Kings are down a game. And it took me to, like, my breaking point, uh, waiting for... Because the Ducks had a lot of great scoring chances um, in overtime to win it. And the, the Kings hung on and eventually made... Well, John or Andre Kopitar made that great pass to Gabrick, who just tipped it and uh, scored the overtime winner. And both of Marion Marion Gabrick's goals, by the way, he just like went falling down afterwards, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was like everyone was just hugging him while he was down on the ice. Uh, the first one, it's because uh, Brian Allen had like pushed him after he had already scored a goal. Right, I don't yeah. think that's how you are supposed to defend um, a shooter, but okay. And then this the second time, he just went tumbling. I don't know. It was great. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I liked. Um or I should say, I didn't realize until a little while after the game that Kopitar had actually picked up assists on all of the Kings' goals tonight. So that's great. Andre Kopitar had 20 points in 20 games when they won the Cup in 2012. In eight games now, he has 13 points, including the three that he picked up tonight. That's insanity. He is on some other level, and I'm loving it. He's already, like, the King's best player, and he is just, like, on point right now. Yeah, it's so good to watch him. And the Kings had a little trouble, or, well, they didn't, I mean, they had trouble in areas, but this wasn't specifically a huge thing for them. But a little bit of a complication in that Robin Regeer got hurt in the first period, and so they played with five defensemen for the majority of the game, and obviously including that overtime I wonder, I mean, I don't know, do you think that'll be a big problem for the Kings going forward? Like, what do they do now? I assume just recall some people. Maybe Jeff Schultz will actually see a game instead of being scratched. I don't know how I feel about that because I still have no idea how he plays. Um, Obviously, Regeer, um, I forgot partway through the game that Regeer was out, so... Not the most notable loss. That definitely gives Drew Doughty more, like, more playing time, which he always says he wants. But, you know, you have to take into consideration. Like, he says he's not tired, but this times, you know, however many more games, it's going to be a problem. I have to give major credit to Doughty, but also to Martinez, because they split those yeah. lost minutes from Regeer. And I, Alec Martinez, obviously, we already pointed out his great save, but he, he got the first goal in the game, and... He did wonderfully tonight, so yeah, big props to him in addition to Dowdy. You don't want to have to see them play minutes like that every game, but it is good to know at least that they are finding a way to, to, to pick it up, and Dowdy said himself that he thought he wasn't very good through the first and second period and really found his game in the third and in overtime, so 
I trust, like, if the Kings have to, again, at some point, go with 5D, I think of losing, or of the people that they've lost, they can make it without Mitchell, and they can make it without Robin Regeer, uh, but yeah, it would be better if they could not lose any more people, because you don't want to have to see Dowdy play 40 minutes every game, especially if you're kind of like, oh, his shoulder seems to be fine, but we don't really know. Yeah, um, hopefully it's just, there obviously have there have been no updates uh, regarding Regeer's status, his injury status, so hopefully it's just one of those preventative things. I don't know, he missed quite a bit of the game, but hopefully it's just, you know, nothing a couple of days won't uh, fix. Uh, as everyone always says, he's a warrior. He is, uh, oh god, he's Big Rig. That, I was trying to think of that. It's a horrible nickname. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully he should be able to come back because he's, a, he's pretty strong, so we'll see. I was just thinking about this right now. My favorite thing on the triangle from the Kings was the shot of, you know, when they skate to the bench or whatever to, you know, celebrate with everybody. The shot of Bruce Boudreau as they're passing, he has, like, his hands on his hips. <laughs> and he just looks so... Not even disappointed. Just, like, just kind of frustrated that it happened. But also not really surprised either. Um, because, of course, I am constantly amused by always thinking about how, like, privately in his head, Bruce Boudreau is conflicted because he loves the Kings, but also he is coaching against them, actually. So that was a great shot for me. Um, my favorite part of the uh, game-tying goal was that... Um, so when Gabrick scores his goal, every all of the Kings players throw their hands up into the air. It's very exciting. But the other person who throws his hands up into the air is Ryan Getzlaff. Now, obviously, he's throwing <laughs> it up in just, like, exasperation. Like, oh, man, like, this is now tied. But it just, like, goes perfectly with everyone else that it looks like he's mistakenly cheering um, for the <laughs> right, Kings. Yeah. And so I personally <laughs> really love that. Getzlaff, like, yay, wait. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, um, this the game, like, even for a game that was kind of, like, did have, like, its lulls or whatever, um, did have some exciting moments, but only ridiculous things, including them losing the puck and Justin Williams basically having to, like, shimmy and shake around for a minute trying to find it in his gear. Oh, I loved that because uh, when they showed the shot of Justin Williams just straight grabbing his package... Uh, mm-hmm. The commentators were just like, yeah, you would know if it was there, buddy. I don't think it's there. <laughs> but he had to check. But he had to check. <laughs> just just to full-on sure. crotch grab. Uh, make sure it's not hanging out in there. Oh, man. Um, so how are you feeling about the Kings going forward? They've now managed to win game one in Anaheim's building. What do you think will happen for game two? Do you think they get better? Do you think... I mean, I've seen some people predict that the Kings will win this series in five games. Are you five games confident? I think I'm like six games. I don't know. I feel like the the Ducks have been pretty resilient. um, Very annoyingly resilient, actually. Uh, But I do think that the Kings will get better, especially after this game. Not that they were terrible by any means, but they weren't playing to their full capacity. And uh, once they kind of get into the rhythm of this series, I feel like they'll they'll kind of like get into the flow of it and play like Kings hockey better. I do think that the the Ducks will win a couple of games, but I I have a feeling that the Kings will win, and I'm optimistic. I'm looking forward to when the Kings finally get back on top of their possession game because they haven't really found it. Like, they've had some great possession moments. And even in the Sharks series, there were, you know, one or two games where they did 
come out on top in possession. And this one, by the end of it, they came out on top. But they haven't really dominated the way that we expect from the Kings. So I'm looking forward to them finding that as well because so far they have a great shooting percentage. And so they're fi- they're getting the bounces. They're finding ways to win games. So I imagine it can only be more exciting when they actually get to the point where they're on top of their game the entire time and also scoring goals. That is going to be some super, super fun hockey to watch. And I think they can get there. Um, there's been signs of it, and they seem to be sticking with everything to try to stay in there. But um, I'm hoping that in these next few games we really, really see the Kings play the way we're used to. Yeah, me too. Kind of get back into their old groove of things. Uh, but it's pretty sweet right now that they've won five straight. I'm pretty delighted by that. That's pretty cool. Even if they did also allow, or I should say, that's pretty cool. And they also managed to allow uh, Tay Mussolini to get his first goal of the playoffs. So really, the Kings are saints and (laughs) givers. And that's okay. Um, This game, obviously, they let in two goals, which is as many goals as they let in in the last three games of the Shark series. So, obviously, this is going to be a little bit different. I just like saying that because it's still hilarious to me. The end of that shark series is so great. I just, I still love it. And I will take those two goals against in the first game as long as we never return to five against and seven against. Can we please not? Yeah, I'm totally fine (laughs) with, like, the low-scoring games right now. um, Unless, (laughs) I guess, it's the Kings scoring seven goals again. But uh, I'm I'm fine with the low-scoring games. Let's not let the Kings get blown out. There's so much more hockey left to play. We didn't even see Corey Perry do anything super awful tonight, so I'm sure there's lots of fireworks to come. I loved, by the way, actually before before we really wrap this up, I have to say that the cool another cool thing about that game tying goal and the goal or the, and the game in general, but was super noticeable to me on that tying goal was that even though there was no King's Horn because they were not in their building, there were so many fans cheering that it was great. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Like, you could hear the dull roar of the crowd. And uh, Dowdy said it after that, hearing Go Kings Go, and, like, that being audible, you know, in the Ducks building was uh, a pretty cool thing, which I agree with. Like, it was great seeing. Or, like, even when you, like, rewatch the goals, like, you can see in the lower bowl um, when the Kings score, plenty of people jumping up and cheering, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm loving the atmosphere of the series so far, and I imagine it only get crazier. Um, is there anything that you might be looking forward to for upcoming games or anybody else that sort of stuck out to you before we go? I'm honestly looking forward to this rivalry amping up. I know that someone's going to throw a punch, um, get into a really dumb fight, uh, and I'm excited to for LA to be enemies with all of California. And, and actually, because the Ducks are also hopping on the bandwagon of Beat LA, um, right. Now I really, really want the Kings to beat the Ducks, so it's just basically like, no one can beat LA. You guys should just stop be, it. That would be so sweet. I would love that. I agree with that. <laughs> because then that's just asking for it. If they beat both the Sharks and the Ducks who've tied themselves to the beat LA chant, then it's like, so can no one ever use that again because it's obviously jinxed? Let me never hear that again. Let's retire the beat LA in hockey. That's a great goal. <laughs> I think that should be their goal for the second round. That to is to win yep. to force people to retire that chance. I every <laughs> I time like a beat LA chant starts, that's when I want the Kings to score a goal. Just so that it abruptly stops in the uh rink. Alright, Kings though, you know what to do for next game. Just, you know, never allow them to chant beat LA, win another game, go up to nothing in the series. 
I think it's possible. I think they can do it. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. We will talk to you after game two. And until then, take care of yourselves, friends. Goodbye.